Hello. Hi, how are you? Uh, good. How are you? Very well, thank you. I'm off today, oh. so I've just Ooh. been working on our podcast. Um, and it occurred to me that we haven't explained the premise for why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. So I thought this would be a good shout. So do you want to go first or shall I? Why don't you take it away? I had a feeling you were going to say that. Um, <laughs> so um, trying not to sound too conscious of the fact that people might be listening to this. Um, so I think we matched a couple of couple of days ago on a very popular dating app. Um, and I think it was a little bit strange because you had liked a picture of nothing. Um, essentially, I posted some artwork that was just a blank canvas um, yeah. and that's what you liked about my profile none of the, you know, <laughs> the the whimsical quotes or the pictures of myself in various poses in different countries um, but that pit that uh, uh, blank canvas essentially um, so I was a little bit intrigued and so I matched with you um, mm -hmm. still yet to find out why you did that which I will probe so I think we then had a conversation and um, it was quite clear that maybe we were on the same page about um, sort of where we see ourselves and what the whole purpose of this interaction was, that it mm -hmm. wasn't some sort of casual thing, that maybe there was something serious to be gained with regards to actually actively looking for a relationship and a sort of life partner type thing. Um mm -hmm. Also, I think for me, the, the thing that uh, on my checklist of things that I was looking for was that sort of religiosity without it being so overbearing, um, oh. which I thought um, you kind of possessed. I'm yet to find out more about it, obviously, but um, and the initial sort of acceptance of this world being just sort of smoke and mirrors essentially and so oh. much um, to be explored um, in the sort of afterlife, etc. I mean, that concept I think is quite difficult. And as a first conversation as well, I think that yeah. was quite brave of you, but also it made me kind of comfortable that this is somebody who viewed religion uh, just as important in their lives as, as I do. So yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, your turn. My turn. I think you've said it all. I'm not sure. Uh, perhaps I can give a little bit of my perspective, but I think yeah, I definitely agree. I think when we spoke uh, initially, the conversation was kind of free-flowing to the point where we had to even kind of catch ourselves to reverse a little bit or stand back and make sure we've covered the basics as well. Um and I think it's been a kind of a, a very natural, organic journey while having the common understanding of the underlying motivations behind it as well. And uh, serious, but but uh, not in a, like, we still have some folly about you. It's not like, <laughs> uh, it's not like mundane, it's not like a mundane tunnel. Um, and, you know, I mentioned, I think to you yesterday that uh, for me, it's important that uh, we were talking about the scale of dominant to submissive, for lack of better words, of that scale. Uh, and I always see it a little bit differently, but um, that I see somebody in you that I can respect, but you know, perhaps get along with. 
and uh, we had some conversation around that. And I think it's just been very healthy. And when I reflect on our conversation, it doesn't seem so, while it might be free-flowing on one side, it doesn't seem run-of-the-mill either. Hmm. I think I'd agree with that. Um, so from that, we led to having a phone conversation because all of this was essentially through the app and it was just messages back and forth. Um, and that was nice. And then you went off to Pakistan uh, for various family reasons, I guess. Um, and so we haven't actually met Um uh, so that's an interesting spin on things. Yeah, which is um, normally kind of against my protocol, if I have to say it that way. Oh, you have a protocol for these things, do you? If I have to say it that way. Uh, but as a general rule of thumb, I have found that if you tend to converse a lot over the phone or you develop some kind of, not intimacy, but some kind of connection, doesn't have to be romantic any kind of connection or any kind of uh, understanding of each other it does help to meet early because as is human nature we tend to develop our own ideas imaginations expectations and the further you wait for that the further it becomes a kind of scenario in your head versus what is actual in reality and to kind of break that uh, chain but I found that with you, um, there is a certain uh, element of not practicality, but uh, groundedness behind it, which would hopefully at least not make that the case. Hmm. And also Plus to with point circumstances. out, we are... <laughs> I was going to say, just to point out, we are in the middle of a lockdown. Um, it is COVID <laughs> and lockdown. And we're totally respecting all the, all the rules, you know. Exactly. Uh, for the safety of ourselves and our families and so forth. Absolutely. And for being good, moral, ethical, um, law-abiding <laughs> citizens that we are. Um, yeah. But uh, so we then had a phone call, um, which I think was probably what set this whole inspiration off in the first place. Um I mean, I know that you said that you have this very podcast kind of baritone voice. And <laughs> obviously my voice is, is the honey in all of this. Um, yeah. So I think you propositioned um, that I think perhaps uh, as a fluke that we should do a podcast, etc. cetera. Um, but actually um, we had a very debate, well, very heated. We started talking, I think, quite seriously about sort of where we see ourselves in five, ten years time. Um, and that led to a lot of things coming to light that perhaps um, that we were maybe on two different, um, two, two different perspectives, essentially, of, mm. of the same thing, essentially, mm. um, which I think is quite funny. It's like playing chess on different galaxies mm. um so i kind of thought um well anyway things were said and at one point in that conversation um you brought up your grandmother who you you're currently living with at the moment in pakistan and um you mentioned that i aired some of the qualities that she had now not knowing her i felt like some of it was sort of insulting um, mm -hmm. just because it's never good when somebody compares you to <laughs> 
someone who is a family member um because mm. it always suggests that either that they have some sort of hold or have some sort of meaning or place but normally i mean you know 87% of the time it's always a negative connotation i feel um mm. so that uh really really did um affect me and i think at one point i said to you um i'm just going to be really frank with you here um mm. i don't quite know what's going on this is this is a quite a heated conversation uh, argument in fact is the word i used um and and i think there was a, a sort of natural pause in the conversation mm. where perhaps we were consolidating what had been said by the other person mm. and at that point um there's a part of me that sort of wanted to um jump in and save the the sinking ego and so i said okay well it's been great <laughs> all yeah, the yeah. best of luck and you went wow <laughs> yeah. um so that's it and and at that point it occurred to me that um you know as people on apps do that i didn't owe you anything yeah. and nor did you there was a a point where i just thought well if i cut now um i've got nothing to lose nothing has been said i haven't met this person physically and um you know i don't know them they are still a stranger and you still are a stranger um so mm. all of these things sort of went through my head and you said well why don't you sleep on it and we will have a a, a call tomorrow and i did i slept on it and it occurred to me in that moment in time um, but before I actually go to that, what about you? What did you make of our heated argument? It was interesting because, um, you know, as, I think we're both pretty frank and I think we're honest with ourselves. And I think uh, on one side, it's part of finding that dynamic. And on the other side, it's I think it's healthy to have those kinds of discussions rather than everything just being airy-fairy and almost too good to be true. So I'm kind of glad on one side because as a result of that, lo and behold, where we are now, right? Mm -hmm. You know, perhaps I was a bit, I think given the, the tiredness, not the hangriness, but just the tiredness, I was perhaps a bit callous with my choice and perhaps mm, came across a bit too abruptly with some things uh, in of certain, certain qualities, which was not actually a negative. Uh, I think that's just more going through what I'm things going on around me uh, my grandfather's passing and then seeing my own qualities in him and then at the same time when you're talking to a potential uh, future partner you see you know what are the things that made their relationship so successful that even after 50 years of being together they're still holding hands and, and doing all of those things that keeping that um, connection very much alive so um you know, equally, there was, uh, I think, some points where, where you got uh, irate I, at certain I read, things. I, I might um, have showed or conveyed my disapproval, but um, I don't lose my call that easily. Uh, I think you mentioned something. I said you said like, uh, I think you implied that I'd, I'd given you a headache or something like that, and I was like, okay, great. <laughs> um, but you see. You know, above and beyond everything that, uh, let's say, I call it uh, constructive friction or I call it sparring before. So um, I see that as a positive in the end. It's that sparring that actually punches you to new heights. It's not the, like, 
you can you can sit around and have all those high level generalistic conversations. And I think our ability to be honest with ourselves means being open with each other. And if that opens uh, certain areas of sensitivities without crossing any lines, but I think ultimately, you know, if we're still talking now uh, and we're pursuing some certain path, then it's a positive sign. And perhaps if I had the same conversation around around the same uh, areas or topics or with somebody else, I think it could have gone very differently or ended very abruptly. Um, and I see it all as a as a positive. And I think we. I think we see something or feel something, I don't know, but it's just enough to keep us talking. And I think that's all what's important at this stage because as long as that curiosity and that eagerness to want to know more or want to talk to that person is there, that's good enough. And to actually enjoy that um, organic path about it, to take it or to take us where it needs to take us that friend for or folly um so after having had this heated discussion i actually went to pray and then i um i went to bed and in doing so i had this inspiration i guess and you know it's funny how inspiration occurs when you are quite passionate or you have a passionate mm. or heated discussion or debate um and next thing <laughs> i thought is well why don't we um have a series of these conversations and see where where this ends up and the beauty of it is that it's not scripted it's not you know it's not premeditated in any way it's as if we would get to know each other in real life um and it's just that it's on on air for everybody else to listen to if they want but also it would be an interesting social experiment in getting to know someone there's an added appeal of this sort of novel thing about it, which I thought was quite interesting. But I think what occurred to me throughout that entire argument is, I, you know, as a religious person, there are many things that, you know, one has been told not to look at in looking for a potential partner, um, mm. things like wealth, uh, station, uh, looks, etc. Um, and for me, the only sort of thing or the principle that that was compatible with you for me was your level of religiosity. And that to me um, is something that I can grow with rather than something I have to catch up to or lead. Mm. Um, so mm. ultimately that's, yeah. and it's, it's just so occurred that I had prayed and then I had this Eureka <laughs> moment. Um, and yeah. so I thought on the next time that we talked, which was the day after that I would proposition you it was, was our first indeed, time on exactly. a video call together. Um, which is so strange that we, we've we kind of gone backwards, really. Like, we've had the argument. <laughs> we've discussed the 10-year plans <laughs> that, you know, haven't... Literally, we've button. gone backwards um, <laughs> to, to do this. And now it's almost like um, a, a weird and wonderful venture. But for 90 days, we're going to have a series of these conversations. And it'll probably lead into uh, Ramadan, um, which is the holy month yeah. of fasting um that all muslims have well For all you observe. white people out there um so yeah so <laughs> it would be quite interesting also to see what the pressures of you know being in that state of mind will also do to one's character and the nature of our conversation um but yes yeah, so i'm kind of looking forward to of this 
this journey with you, I guess. But I'm going to have to ask you, why did mm. you match me? And why mm. did you choose that blank canvas? Why the blank canvas? <clears throat> well, it doesn't have to be a complicated philosophical reason. It can also be an intuitive uh, out of who your own personality is. And to be very fair and frank with you, I saw uh, all these wonderful pictures in all these wonderful places. I wondered, well, let me do the opposite, as I always do. And I found this blank canvas. I said, well, you see, that is the, the question mark, which is ultimately the question mark. And the other thing that connected to me on that, on the more sort of philosophical level, is that um, when you meet somebody or when you start to build something, you effectively, not that it's a fresh start while it can be, but effectively it's your canvas that you decide to build or paint, that you paint that picture. And that's the sort of uh, canvas that you build with, with, with your partner. And you probably have thousands of people pinging across all kinds of uh, cheesy stuff and it just doesn't feel like me and uh, let me just go uh, uh, not only anti because it's kind of not not that I'm a rebel without a cause but I found that blank canvas to be like hmm, well I wonder what we could paint in this picture interesting I wonder whether that's um, being different was what sparked my interest because oh. you chose something that wasn't me <laughs> on an on a profile um mm. which you know i posted for the sake of having to fill pictures and had had posted this um as a, <laughs> as a sort of new beginning because i posted it for the sort of 2021 yep. um having been quite an, a rough year the previous year with covid and things like that um so for me that did symbolize a sort of new start and new beginning um but maybe not not um yeah. consciously but maybe on a subconscious level so i thought ah oh, that's intriguing that this chap has chosen this picture of all the pictures that he could have chosen <laughs> and all the whimsical comments yeah. etc so um i guess that's how it all began mm. i think another part was that i couldn't choose which one to like I know, they're all them. really good aren't they it's, it's hard i totally empathize with you there if you want to you know join us on this journey um please do and hopefully we'll keep you updated as to what's going on so the conversations that we have are sort of real time the reality version or reality tv version of podcasting essentially um and uh you can follow us through this journey one thing i'd like to just before we do close this Let's say we are 90 days down, down the road, given whatever happens between this, this will, is yet to be seen. But what are you hoping that people would be able to get out of tuning into something like this? For me, let me go first this time, perhaps. Um, like I feel it would perhaps normalize some things that are ostentatious for people, sometimes a bit out there. It's like... Um, People tend to have a lot of bad experiences as well. And um, I think this, something like this could normalize, I think, generally people's curiosity into what other, how other people's journeys are going and getting to the, 
uh, gritty details of things. Because I think we have quite personal and transparent discussions, and sometimes I think we forget it's it's this is public and then recorded. And I think that's the beauty of it. But if there's like two things that you would hope that people could get out of this, uh, how would you see that benefit? Okay, um, so I think in this sort of day and age where maybe in our parents' generation, it was, and you know, and before COVID, before um, the sort of online app sort of generation we live in, everything was based on where you meet people in terms of through a friend, family, university, you know, because a lot of the basic tick boxes of um, background check, safety check, uh, education check, um, that sort of checklist, um, you know, it was already there. So it's not something you have to specifically go looking for. The online platform has been the most accessible way of meeting people, but also it doesn't limit you to your own pond. It opens up um, quite a few ponds, but that's scary. That's incredibly scary, um, and especially as a woman as well, um, meeting random men yeah. uh you know and hoping that they're not the serial killer that they're looking for um so that sort of element is or, or catfishing you know these are all genuine concerns in, in yeah. the dating world um but what we fail to realize is that every generation um and every era, essentially, we have to, we evolve, and our evolution is technological, and it's just, it's a technological evolution, um, and therefore our, you know, sociology and our psychology of how we normally network and meet people and marry and so forth has to go with that, and we have to advance, and we have to change, and we have to be open to it, and more often than not, um, dating is, or online dating is still seen as a sort of a temporary um, break of, from boredom and you swipe left and you swipe right and you use people as commodities for when you're bored, you need a bit of conversation mm. or you're aroused and you need, you know, to, to sort of vent or whatever it is that people use it for. And, and that's damaging mm -hmm. because even though these are short interactions and we don't know what the long-term repercussions of that is. And just to hold on two seconds, I think I've got a delivery. And then I'll continue. It's really annoying when this happens in the middle of things. That's how yeah, real time exactly. this is, people. Um, it's always Amazon <laughs> delivering something. Jeff must love me. Thank you. Um, um, so I think essentially it, um, sorry, it makes you um, forget that there is there is a real live human being on the other side that you've just interacted with, mm. whether it's brief or it's, you know, for a period of time. And it's so detrimental when you don't treat them the right way or you don't end things the right way. That concept of closure, we don't give to these people online. And that's mm. so discourteous and so damaging because it still adds to the skeletons in the closet. It still affects how they approach okay. the next situation and treat somebody else. I hope that we can inspire hope in that, you know, regardless of whether it's platonic or romantic, that people can connect with other people um, still yeah. if they just are more open and how they would treat them normally if they'd met them face to face. Yeah. Yeah. Well, said. thank you. Resonate with a lot, with, with a lot of that. I totally agree. But yeah, I mean, we just had the kind of inspiration now that, you know, if things did uh, happen to to work out, then perhaps we could share some recordings within the invitation or 
play it back and that could be part of the whole journey and could be even more uh, I think the unique, uniqueness about it is, is, is fun as well but when you first mentioned it to me I just love the idea but I think it's totally healthy uh, at the same time because I think a lot of the sometimes we have a lot of discussions and we talk about how we see things and if that can be shared that people are not uh, alone in thinking that way or they're not crazy to think like that and actually they should stand by their values and their principles in that way and um, just because they've had you know 10 conversations in a row which have ended in such that it's not that there's something wrong with them it's just that actually they're getting closer to what is right for them uh, and to be open to to trusting the journey and not uh, rely on the outcome I think also there's a quite a few things that you said there which um, resonated, uh, which, you know, I think is the ailment of this generation is this lack of patience and the focus on the outcome rather than the process um, and also maybe rushing to to have something physical. Um, and I think I've mentioned this on our sort of initial conversation about a, a, a book that I'd come across called um, How to Avoid Falling in Love with a Jerk. Um, by um, <laughs> Dr. Van Epp, and he talks about um, the sort of relationship attachment model. And I, I don't know if you recall, but I told you about the five different things that you need to sort of progress from you know left to right uh, to know someone and then to trust someone and then to rely someone and then to commit to them and then finally to the element of touch um, and these five mm. things are on these parameters um, so no one parameter can be higher than the other I mean you can't have this in great sexual energy because you've been touching but you don't know them um, or you don't trust them um, yeah. so it's about <clears throat> going from sort of left to right in in and progressing whereby all of these parameters are an even set and and I think that's also where the whole 90 day concept came into it for me because I you know you can never truly know someone and to really know someone you've got to be in various different situations with them and these things do become a bit yeah. difficult in the times of COVID and lockdown um, so mm -hmm. it is interesting to have a series of conversations whereby you know that will help us to enhance the know and the trust elements so that we could move towards, you know, relying and committing and so forth. Um, so I think that's also where mm. that background of the 90 days um, and why a series of conversations come into it for me, as pedantic as it is. And I really love that. I really love that because something I say often and, and um, you know, Whenever I found that whenever physical becomes part of it too soon, without before you've truly figured it out for yourself, it kind of tends to go pretty wayward pretty fast. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, regardless of what happens, I think, yeah, absolutely. At the very least, uh, worst case scenario considered, uh, this would be a great uh, experiment. Uh, although I don't like to really call it an experiment, I think because it's more of a conscious thing that we're, we're exploring, but it's kind of openness to it. Uh, but let's say this journey, right? This 90 day journey <laughs> uh, of, of getting to know each other, um, perhaps berating each other <laughs> time to time, 
and sometimes we have conversations which unfortunately don't make it to to the but podcast. we but we will try uh, to make sure that the conversations we do have that um that we do actually put it on the podcast because that's the other authentic yeah. feel about this is that it is happening in real time like we're not rehearsing it exactly as you see it and hear it yeah yeah great um well so thank you for listening and hopefully you'll tune in and listen some more until the next time hopefully we didn't put you to sleep